0: Hello, and welcome to Love Thy Lawyer, where we talk to real lawyers about their lives in and out of the practice of law, how they got to be lawyers, and what their experience has been. I'm Lewis Goodman, the host of the show, and yes, I'm a lawyer. Nobody's perfect. He is a senior partner at a New York personal injury law firm. He focuses on medical malpractice and traumatic brain injuries. He's been named as a New York super lawyer. He's taught and lectured at George Washington University School of Law in Washington, D.C. He has appeared on most major TV news outlets and has often been quoted in the New York Times, The Washington Post, and the New York Daily News. Michael Kaplan, welcome to Love Thy Lawyer.
1: Thank you very much, Lewis, and I look forward to our chat this evening.
0: I do, too. I love talking to a New York lawyer for a change.
1: All right, just don't call me Vinny, because, you know, this is not my cousin Vinny, although (laughs) I might sound like him.
0: (laughs) Where is your office located?
1: Right now, my office is in Westchester County in a town called Pleasantville. We used to be in in Manhattan, and then after the... uh, events of the World Trade Center, we were compelled to move because we were very close to that incident.
0: How does being located in Westchester compare with being in Manhattan?
1: Well, I'd like to say that I'm a country lawyer now, but that's really not true. (laughs) Although the pace up here is a lot slower. But at the same time, as we're talking lawyer to lawyer, I miss the camaraderie of, of being in the city with my colleagues because There is a lot of back and forth that adds to the practice and um, my ability to properly represent my clients, and we just don't have that interaction up here in Westchester.
0: I really understand that. When I started this podcast, I did it in large part because I wanted an opportunity to be able to talk to my colleagues.
1: Yes, I get it. That's so important for us.
0: Describe your practice a little bit for us.
1: Well, it's an interesting practice. It's a personal injury practice. As you said, we, we have a good deal of clients in, that we represent who are victims of medical malpractice. We have a subspecialty in traumatic brain injuries, and it's so difficult for anybody from the outside looking at a person with a brain injury to understand what happened to them.
0: How long have you been practicing law?
1: I've been practicing now for 40 years and only doing personal injury and medical malpractice for that period of time and only representing injured individuals.
0: Where are you from originally?
1: I'm from Queens.
0: Where'd you go to high school in Queens?
1: Jamaica High School. That was an interesting experience. That was many, many moons ago. Jamaica High School at that period of time was a very interesting place. To go to school it was very overcrowded. In fact, they had four different sessions. It was a school that, that had a lot of issues to it. And in fact, they wouldn't even have a, a, uh, a lunch period for the students because they were afraid to put so many students together in one place as to what might happen.
0: Now, ultimately, you graduated from Jamaica High School and you went to college. Where'd I you did. go? I
1: went. I graduated from Jamaica High School. I went on to, to NYU where I pursued a, an undergraduate degree in political science and economics. And then I um, went to Brooklyn Law School. And then following Brooklyn Law School I went into private practice.
0: Well, that is the Classic route through the New York system of education in order to become a lawyer, isn't it?
1: It is. And, it, and, and, and it's a good route and, and, and it's a good system. I got an excellent education at Brooklyn Law School um, and uh, well versed in New York law and the practicalities of New York law. And I try to emulate that these days in my teaching responsibilities at the George Washington University Law School where I, I teach a course in traumatic brain injury law, and I try to make it for my students as practical and and real-world as possible.
0: Do you do those lectures live now, or are they over Zoom since COVID?
1: Lois, thank goodness we're back to doing it live. We did for a period of time, well, well, actually all of last year, we did it by Zoom. Every class was by Zoom, but now we are back to teaching live, which which is so much better.
0: And do you travel down to Washington, D.C. in order to teach?
1: I do. I get on Amtrak every Monday morning, and I return every Monday evening from D.C. It's a great thing. I love working on the train, and you don't have any of the hassles that you have getting in and out of airports, thank goodness.
0: When did you first start thinking about being a lawyer?
1: I always was interested in courtrooms and the law, and and I recall even in high school. When I had some time, I would stop in, in, in the courthouse in Kew Gardens, the criminal courthouse, just because I was fascinated in, in watching trials. You know, everything is open. And you could just walk in, sit down. And I used to do that. It just was something that, that has always been, for whatever reason, an interest of mine.
0: So was it that experience of actually going to court in Kew Gardens that made you think, wow, you know, this, this looks really interesting. This is something that I'd like to do and I could do.
1: No, i got to be honest with you. I started college thinking I was going to be a doctor with a pre-med course. And I realized after two hours of chemistry, this was not going to work. And then I decided pre-law is probably a little better for me. And that was the right decision.
0: What did your friends and family say when you told them you wanted to be a lawyer?
1: No problem. Nobody had any issue with that at all. So that was a good thing.
0: Did you find it different being in Brooklyn going to school as opposed, as opposed to being in uh, Greenwich Village going to school?
1: Well, you know, law school is, is very different than, than going to college. You don't have the same um, time to, to play, to engage in social activities. Law school is a much more serious pursuit than, than college. My first legal job out of law school was with a, a prominent personal injury attorney, and I was very fortunate that I was able to go to court with him and prepare his cases for him and, and assist him in court. And it gave me just a fantastic experience in understanding trial practice and working in the area of personal injury law. I got that job because I worked as, as a law clerk during my third year of law school there. And I just got
0: hooked. When did you go and start practicing on your own? When did you open up your own firm?
1: So I, I left that that firm and and I went into private practice and I became of counsel to another law firm just in order to, to start my practice and they allowed me obviously to work on my own cases and I had to work on their cases um, as well. So I did that for a couple of years and, and then I just branched out all together on my own. I give people the opportunity to go up against um, major corporations, major hospitals, physicians, other entities, to seek justice in a way that they normally, they normally, it would be impossible for them to get that justice. And I am speaking for someone who can't speak for
0: themselves. If a young person was just coming out of law school, NYU, let's say, would you recommend the law as a career?
1: Yes, I, I would. The, the law... The the law obviously ch- changes o- over time. The whole field of, of trial practice has changed since I first started and will continue, obviously, to change with, with COVID and restrictions on courtroom access. So, so the area of trial practice might not be an appropriate area for anybody who is graduating from law school or thinking about going to law school right now to be considering. But there will always be trials and, and, and trial lawyers. But there are other areas of law. We, as a society, are getting older, and there's a whole field of elder law that has developed in order to rep- properly represent and provide counsel to people who are getting on in years, and whether it's with wills or with trusts on their behalf or Working to make sure that their assets are protected for Medicaid and Medicare purposes. This is a phenomenal growth area that I urge my students to look at.
0: How is actually practicing met or different from your expectations about it?
1: Well, you know, after 40 years of practicing law, I've learned that experience does have a major value. There is no substitute for experience. When, of course, when you're a young lawyer and you start out, you don't understand that, you don't believe that, but it's true. Experience is a valuable commodity, a valuable lesson, and, and it's really great to have, but you can only have it after you've practiced for a period of time. There is well, a learning curve.
0: Okay, so let me ask this. Is is there anything that you know now that you really wished you knew before you started practicing law?
1: That's a great question. I will, will tell you that and and tell your listeners that you always have to make time for yourself, for your family, uh, and in the practice of law, it is a nerve-wracking experience. It's filled with a lot of tension, many long hours, some aggravation at times, and and you have to give yourself a break and and live a life as well. You can't be practicing law 24-7. What about the
0: business of practicing law? How's that gone for you? You know, those of us who are in private practice... You know, Ultimately, we're lawyers, but we also are business people, and we're required to run a business in order to practice law. How's that gone for you?
1: We've always kept our practice small. We have a small practice. We, we're very careful on our overhead. We're very careful in the cases that we take. We are very careful in the number of employees that, that we have, so it enables me to practice law rather than running a big corporation. And I think that's important because when you do that, you're not practicing law anymore. You're just an administrator. So so in what I've done, I've, I've tried to allow myself, well, I have to be a businessman at times, of course. Um, it, it has not become my life.
0: What do you think is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Well, in, in, in my practice field... The best advice that I have received and the best advice I can give young lawyers is always be yourself, number one. Number two, always be ethical and follow ethical principles. And you could always ask yourself just one question. Should I be doing this? Is this ethical? And just by raising that question in your own mind, 99 out of 100 times you've probably answered the question just by raising it in your mind. And don't allow a client to dictate to you to do something that you're not supposed to do Um, because your reputation is everything that you have as an attorney and you don't want to tarnish it.
0: If a young person just starting out practicing law were asking you for advice, is that the advice that you would give them or do you have some other bit of advice that would go on top of that?
1: I would give them that advice, and, and I would tell them in, in my practice area in personal injury, because we work on a contingency basis, sometimes the best answer is to say no to a case. Because if you don't like a case from day one, you're going to like it a lot less three years down the road when you have to go to court to try the case.
0: What, if anything, would you change about the way the legal system works?
1: Well, the, the legal system right now has gone haywire, and in, in many respects, lawyers have become just billing machines, and it's really not practicing law and representing people or, or corporations anymore. They're just timekeepers, which is not a good thing.
0: Have you written or published anything of note that you could share with us?
1: Well, I, I have published many articles in, in the field of traumatic brain injury law representing individuals with brain injury. I've published articles in, in, medical, in medical publications as well on the legal aspects of traumatic brain injury. We're writing a textbook right now for law school students on, on in the area of traumatic brain injury.
0: I'm going to shift gears here a little bit, Michael. What's your family life like and how has the practice of law f- fit into that?
1: I have a great family. I have two lovely children. I have a son who's an attorney as well. He he does not do the same work that I do. He practices energy law in Washington, D.C. I have a daughter who is a teacher in the New York City public school system. I have a great family. We are all very close.
0: How about some travel experience? Have you traveled anywhere that uh, you found interesting?
1: Well, yes. We always like to take trips in the family. we always go on, on vacations uh, to different parts of the world. We've been in, we've been to China. We've been to Southeast Asia. We've been to India. We've been to uh, we, we've been to Cuba. We've been all around uh, the Caribbean. Family loves to ski, so we've been in ski areas all around the world. We've been in just about every major European city at at times we we find that valuable for ourselves, my wife and myself, as well as to do it when my children were young we'd all go together. I really like Cuba; I was fascinated by Cuba you're going back in time you 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 were back in in 1962, 1963, with the vehicles with the buildings it's just just a fascinating thing to see and and the people. Are genuinely warm and friendly. The, the cuisine is excellent, and of course, you get a great cigar there as well. That was one of the most favorite trips
0: I've ever had. How about recreational pursuits? What sort of things do you do to kind of clear your head after a day or a week of practicing law? So that's
1: that's a that's a good question because I just recently moved into New York City, and just last week, you know what I did? I bought a bicycle and a, and a new helmet and a new helmet. We, we can't forget that. And and I've now taken up riding, and this past Saturday, I had a great, after, beautiful sunny day, and I was just riding around Central Park all afternoon. And I and I tell you what, I saw parts of Central Park that I didn't even know existed.
0: a you know, bicycle is a great means to seeing the world. It seems it's always seemed to me on a bicycle that you're moving at just the right speed. Walking is sometimes a little too slow and boring, and if you're in a car, you zip past things a little too quickly. But on a bicycle, I don't know, it's just sort of the right speed and it's easy to stop and get off and look around too. What sort of things keep you up at night?
1: You know, right now the politics of this country is keeping me up at night. We're we're in a difficult place and I don't want to go into a political discussion with you, but we we I think we're at a crossroads in American democracy. We're in a crossroads when it comes to this pandemic and people who refuse to wear masks, refuse to to get inoculated, and exposing everybody else um, to a a very serious illness.
0: How do you define success?
1: You have to be happy in what you do. You have to be happy in your life. And then that's success.
0: Let's say you came into some real money, three or four billion dollars. What, if anything, would you do differently in your life?
1: I don't know. But I would certainly, i tell you one thing I would do with it. I'd certainly make a major donation to the Brain Injury Association of America.
0: Let's say you had a magic wand There was one thing in the world, legal world or otherwise, that you could change. What would that be?
1: Well, I'd like to see more peace in the world. I could wave a magic wand and warfare um, and have people get along with each other and treat everybody with respect and compassion, that would be just
0: great. Here's another question for you. Let's say you had 60 seconds on the Super Bowl. Somebody said, hey, here's a Super Bowl ad. You can say whatever you want, big megaphone, big audience. What 60-second message would you want to put out there?
1: I talk about football. That football is a concussion delivery system. At the best prevention the best cure for a brain injury is prevention. And I would tell parents that they should not allow their children to play tackle football. That that no matter what anybody is telling them by marketing geniuses and helmet companies, that a helmet does not make it safe to play football. And that one concussion could be one concussion too many. And that's what I would be saying if I had 60 Seconds during the Super Bowl, although I don't think Roger Goodell would be too happy about me doing that, although he doesn't like me anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure that ad would go over real well in the Super Bowl, but um, hey, it's your Super Bowl. I I, I just ask the questions. They're (laughs) open-ended. I am thrilled on getting whatever answer people want to give me. And then through (laughs) the magic of editing, I decide what stays in and what goes out, you know? I just got to, I just have a, just a couple more very brief things here. I just want to make sure that people know how to get in touch with you. Can you one more time say what your website is and how we can get in touch with you if we want to talk to you later on? And we'll put this in the sure. show notes as well.
1: So if, if, if your listeners want to get in touch with me, the best thing to do is go to my website, www.brainlaw.com com. There's a lot of useful information about what I do and in my practice.
0: And they have, we have contact forms on there as well. Is there anything you want to talk about that we haven't discussed? We've had a great conversation, Lewis. I've enjoyed it. Well, I've really enjoyed it. it. Michael Kaplan, thank you so much for joining me today on the Love Thy Lawyer podcast. It's been a pleasure talking to you and hearing your wonderful New York accent.
1: Thank you, Lewis. I appreciate it, and and it was a pleasure being with you as as well.
0: That's it for today's episode of Love Thy Lawyer. If you enjoyed listening, please share it with a friend and subscribe to the podcast. If you have comments or suggestions, send me an email. I promise I'll respond. Take a look at our website at lovethylawyer.com, where you can find all of our episodes, transcripts, photographs, and information thanks as always to my guests who share their wisdom and to joel Katz for music brian matheson for technical support and tracy harvey i'm lewis goodman
1: hey what do you think about this this is a case i was just retained on Or I have this issue, how would you handle it? And and you do a back and forth, and it's a very important part of the process of practicing law.